Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Tropical Chevrolet Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560, FM96.5 HD2, WQAM, and the Radio.com app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zach and the Nose. Hope everyone enjoyed Biff's update. He's beating his chest about it. I cannot hear it because I cannot hear what's going on in the station outside of when he goes, go, and our mics are hot. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Nose, we got 58 minutes left in our fantasy show this season. Not this week, not coming up soon. This season, this is week 19. We made it this far, and now we're into the second hour of the program here. So if you got any more text messages, 19, we're at 18 and a half right now. It's not jinxing. 19 scripts. Do you believe I did that? Yes. I can't believe it. I wish I would have read one of them. The show would have been better. Uh, (laughs) 305-567-0560. If you want to get in here real quickly before we get some observations, we're going to go do the noses in in, uh, segment number two here. So get ready for that. We still got about 15 minutes. So that's happening. So we'll do some observations here and any more text messages that fly in off the cuff, and here we are, Yahoo Standard, pick two, Dobbins, Pollard, Drake, Kareem Hunt, pick two, Standard League, Dobbins, Pollard, Drake, or Kareem Hunt? Well, I'm reading Zeke is going to be back, so this whole Pollard, and I'm sure you started Pollard last week, congratulations, he got you there. I think the whole Pollard dream is now being tossed out the back because uh, Zeke will be most likely playing. If he doesn't play, you start Pollard. Let's be very clear. It's still Wednesday. A lot to happen until that game. But as of right now, I'm reading Zeke is playing. So let's keep Pollard out of it for right now. I'm going to go with Dobbins and Drake. Uh, Kareem Hunt, As you act, I know you were a big Nick Chubb fan. I know you were Oof. sweating yes. late, late. Kareem Hunt is too risky. There's certain games, yes, like two weeks ago, he got a, a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. But like last week, he did absolutely nothing. And so we can't take that risk. Uh, so go with the start, go with Drake and go with Dobbins and leave uh, Pollard and Hunt on your bench. All right, let's head into some observations here uh, before we get to more any more text messages. If you want to load them up real quickly, 305-567-0560. We'll get to you in just a second here. You brought up the name George Kittle before. He has been absent for weeks now, almost months now, I think, at this point. C.J. Beathard will be the starter this week. You said that earlier. What do you do if George Kittle – well, I don't know if they play Saturday or Sunday. I'm not even sure off the top of my head right now. But 
What do you do now with George Kittle? If he's on your bench, probably on your IR for a while, you just pulled him off if he's going to be active this week. Do you start him this week with C.J. Beathard there? What do you do? George Kittle, top pick in the draft, top three or four round pick, uh, especially at that position because there's only really two elites uh, there and he's one of them. But what do you do with Kittle? Okay, so if you have Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, you do not start Kittle. Other than that, Zach, you're starting Kittle. Okay, that's how bad the tight end position was. Man, I was just discussing it. We have a thread with our boy Mondo, and he was saying you can't even give a, a, a tight end pick of the year when you're doing your awards because it's been such a bad position. To give you an idea, Travis Kelsey in most leagues right now around 255 fantasy. Second, Darren Waller, 202 fantasy, which he's basically done in the last you know, four to five weeks. The third best dude right now is Robert Tanyan. What happened? And, the, 140 points. Good So it God. goes from elite to elite to poo, right? So the recommendation is, you know, yes, you start Kittle. Maybe, you know, we could discuss Logan Thomas, who's really on fire, but we don't even know who's going to be that quarterback since Haskins going to the club and all. We don't know right, what's going right. on there. Right. Mark Andrews has been really unreliable. So the answer is yes, you start Kittle. And yes, congratulations, you have him on your roster. You made it to the finals. That was a strategy that I guarantee you did. And please take the reward. C.J. Beathard's fine. He could throw the ball. He could toss it. And who do you think he's going to throw the ball to? I'm telling you right now, the answer is going to be Kittle. So I have no problem with it. It's a high reward, with my opinion, not so much risk because right now there's just really no good tight ends outside of Kelsey and Waller. All right, third on your observation list, by the way, can the Rams offense be trusted after the Jets? We talked about it a little bit before. If there's anything more you want to add on to that, uh, we will. Otherwise, we'll move on to the next one. But um, is, is, is Goff and, and Robert Woods and Cooper, I mean, there's, there's plenty of weapons there, and you are in championship week. Uh, but they are playing Seattle, whose defense has been pretty terrible this year, giving up a ton of yards and a ton of points. What do you do here with Rams offensive players this week? You really nailed it. I'm going to give you the full credit. You know, radio guy over there really nailed it. They have to win this game. So your immediate feel on Jared Goff and the players you just mentioned right now is, you know what, maybe, and I'm talking wide receivers and quarterback. Right. Cam Akers has a very tough matchup. Seattle's actually quite strong against the run. But in terms of uh, the quarterback and the wide receivers there, I'm telling you to trust them because as long as the weather is not like 30 mile per hour winds or whatnot, uh, I expect that McVay is literally hasn't slept since that Jets game to come up with a plan because they must win this game. Playoffs implications fully on the line. So if you were able to make it to the Week 16 Finals with a Woods or a Cooper Cup, I'm and you probably started a most of the year. I'm now saying don't get too cute there. Start them. Seattle, 32nd against the pass. 32nd. That's wow. 32 teams in the NFL, by the way. Wow. That's uh, not a great stat to have in your back pocket there. Uh, interesting development this week in Kansas City. The hyphen going to be out for the, uh, I guess, the, the end of the regular season at least and hopefully be back for that playoff. And it's going to help him out a lot too if they continue with that number one seed and get the only buy in the AFC to give him an extra week after that. But a name that we brought up at nauseum about five or six weeks ago, maybe even seven weeks ago, Le'Veon Bell looks like he is going to be the bell cow for this team this week. Um, what do you do with that? I mean, a couple of weeks back, you could have dropped him and 
no one would have probably picked him up. He was just not much in that offense as well. But now that he kind of is the number one guy this week, are you being too cute to pick him up and start him this week? What do you think, Nose? Well, yeah, I have the perfect example. My own big money league that you had mentioned that I am in a really, really important league to win. I have a decision to make, and that is, do I start Le'Veon Bell? I'm very proud to say I had Saquon Barkley in that league. And, and you still I made it. it. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you gotta, I, I nosed my way through it. You know, last week I had Jeff Wilson Jr. and Troy Pollard as my running back. So now that uh, I happen to like Jeff Wilson Jr. a lot this week, he's still going to get the full volume because uh, Radio Raheem is out. But now with Pollard out, I have to make a decision. Do I really start a Le'Veon Bell or my other options, Leonard Fournette? And here we are. It's week 16, right? right. It's literally, it's so beautiful how every year this happens. Uh, it's survive and advance. And I'm looking at myself, and I'm saying straight up, I won't do it. I'm starting right now Levin Fournette over Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell hasn't proven to do anything uh, even when he even got the carries and got the run. He's been really subpar. Now he gets the full run at home versus Atlanta, but they still have Daryl Williams there, number 31 for those who you know are good with numbers. And, and he's going to be their third down back. I just can't trust Le'Veon Bell. I'm not going to do it week 16. It feels like... A 55 yards and no touchdown, like 5.5 right, 5 right. to an 8. But also, on the other hand, a lot of crazy things have happened. Players have gone down. If he is your best option, if he's a, your only starter, if you're thinking between him and, like a, a texter said, Lynn Bowden or something, yeah, then you have to start Le'Veon Bell and you have to pray. You have to pray he scores that touchdown. Uh, but overall, I'm just not trusting him. I don't feel him. Uh, so overall, I would say... It, if you have better options, please go with them. If you are confused, please text in the show and let's go over it. All right, let's get to a couple text messages here before we get to our next observation because our next observation is going to be a fun one to go over. It has to do with the quarterbacks and the whole system of drafting uh, like Nose gave to you 18 weeks ago in week one of our shows here, Zach on the Nose. Uh, Antonio Brown, Cole Beasley, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Parker, I need two. So pick two out of that. Antonio Beasley, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Parker, pick two. The first one I'm coming out there, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to go assume there's some type of PPR league situation here right now. Uh, that being said, Cole Beasley, in. I mean, Antonio Brown, Devontae Parker, you know, Antonio Samuel, good players. Cole Beasley's my first one in there, okay? Wow, Cole, wow. Cole Beasley is becoming, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but just for fun because it's the radio. He's becoming the Wes Welker slash Julian Edelman for Josh Allen right now. Mr. Dependable, he looks at him. The guy runs quick routes over the middle. He's dependable. And man, he's just chunking yards left and right, even though obviously Stefan Diggs is doing the same. Best quarterback there for that is Cole Beasley. And next, I think Devontae Parker is not going to play. And even if he does, I don't trust him, Zach. I just can't trust him. It's too risky. So I'm going to go with Antonio Brown because... Uh, they have the great matchup against the Lions uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock in a dome. Antonio Brown caught his first big, nice touchdown of the year last week, and I can't, um, you know, I could totally see him doing it again. So the answer to your question is Antonio Brown and Cole Beasley. Leave Curtis Samuel and Devontae Parker on the bench. All right, another text message came in talking about Christian McCaffrey. Any new update on him? I just wanted to say this before you get to that. I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey. I'm in a Yahoo PPR league. And he had three active weeks this year. 
He scored 28.5 points, 24.8, and 37.1, and zeros the rest of the board. It's sad to see that because he obviously was someone's number one overall pick, like you just said with uh, Saquon Barkley before, who I'm guessing was the number two pick in the league, in your league, and you got there. Um, Matt Rule, Coach Rule, basically said he needs to practice before he plays, and he basically came out and said he's doubtful this week against Washington, which to me means he's more than likely going to be shelved for the rest of the season. But for fantasy owners, this is the only week that matters. I don't think you're going to be able to play McCaffrey. I don't know if you've heard different. Because I'm guessing at this point, it's not happening. He's out. Yeah. All right, you, you said it the cute way. I'm saying it the honest way. He's out. And yeah. the fact that you have Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to give you a golf clap right now. And in your week 16, you... Still there. Right, you, right. You did some really fine work this year. If you have Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley or a Michael Thomas and you made yourself to week 16, salute, smile from ear to ear right now listening to the show. I'm impressed. That being said, you have to win your championship without Christian McCaffrey. He right, which there. stinks. He's out. Right. No, yeah. man, it stinks. And you, thank you for illustrating how amazing he was in the three games oh, he played. Right. He was phenomenal. He's the number one pick for obvious reasons. But this year, he, he did show multiple injuries, which he hadn't shown in his career at Stanford or in his first few years with uh, Carolina. These all came out of nowhere, but it was not just one injury. He had nagging injuries the entire time. Uh, so... Yeah, we'll talk about next year, next year, and uh, I still believe he should be or could be the number one overall pick. It may be Dalvin Cook, you know, a little teaser for next year, but uh, Christian McCaffrey will not be on your team this week, and I wish you still the best of luck. Clearly, you've had a little bit of a combination of skill and luck to get this far. I hope it goes for one more week. All right, going into the championship week in all fantasy leagues at this point, uh, we, we've been discussing, and, and I'll use this term again, at nauseum, uh, the quarterback position, the points that the quarterback gets, how we should draft them, how you should look at them in your drafts early in the season. Uh, the nose gave you the strategy of the 3-3-1, the 4-4-1, whatever it was in your league, whatever you wanted to go with here. And I think that this uh, next segment here that you're going to have to talk about, your top 10 guys, uh, will basically say that right there, that you could have kind of went in a lot of different directions and still been okay. Um, but... Let's go over those top 10 and where those top 10 quarterbacks are this year. This is my favorite subject. So this is more, this is a, you know, a season in review observation or segment that you are doing with me right now. And it's my favorite one because what Zach said was my strategy of a 3-3-1 or a 4-4-1 is you go into your draft and you're taking at least three running backs, at least uh, three wide receivers and a tight end. And I even recommend it even sometimes if you're a little cockier to go a step further and go with four running backs, four wide receivers, and a tight end because it was a crazy year. And, you know, quite honestly, all these years are crazy. And then finally, in the uh, seventh or eighth round, that's when you take your quarterback versus taking a Pat Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson with your first or second round pick, which, by the way, I'm in a lot of leagues, as you know. More people than you could imagine – took Lamar Jackson in their either late first or second round pick. And we're going to just go over how this all went. But the truth is, Pat Mahomes, he was the best this year, okay? And I did recommend against him, but it still will make sense. He's got, let's say, 407 uh, total points, number one quarterback of the year. 
He, we all know it. I said it, at the, I said it at the time of the strategy, he will be the number one guy, and here he is. But the key is the next four to five guys and the point differential. You had Kyler Murray going in at number two. Kyler Murray went three to four, maybe even five rounds later, with, and he had 402 points. So it's about five-point difference between Mahomes and Murray. Third overall, Josh Allen, your third overall guy at 396. So that's about a 10-point difference between Mahomes and Allen, and you could have gotten him five rounds later. A.A. Ron Rodgers, number right. four overall quarterback, 374 yards. Deshaun Watson, number five with 366. Russell Wilson, number six with 365. Justin Herbert, number seven. What a surprise. What an amazing player uh, with 327 points. So now as you get to the, you know, the seventh or eighth overall guy, yeah, there's a, there's a point differential, but it's still, let's call it uh, 60 to 70 points. That's over the course of 16 weeks. Only a difference of four to five points on a weekly basis between Mahomes and Justin Herbert or next on the list, Ryan Tannehill at number eight. But I wanted to finally get to number nine, Zach. Here it Mark is. Jackson right. had 313 fantasy points, uh, just about 100 points less than Mahomes. And there's where I was going. That's my bread and butter. He was taken again, ahead of Mahomes on average in all leagues across the board. He was a late first, second, or early third round pick, and he ended up being the ninth best quarterback. And that's why you don't take a quarterback early, because you just could not get the value. Again, Mahomes, you were great, you were awesome, but you could have waited five rounds later even and taken Josh Allen, or seven or eight rounds later and taken either an Aaron Rodgers or a, uh, a Ryan Tannehill and so overall, the strategy was exactly what we thought it would be. Wait on the quarterbacks because if you were to get into it, and we could later on in the show if we have time, the difference of how those top 10 running backs fare right. with the guys and the, and the wide receivers versus the ones that are, uh, you know, say like 10 through 20, the point differential is massive. So the strategy of going and getting your core running backs and wide receivers was the right move. And we're going to hopefully talk about this in August when we bring back 2021, and we're going to beg you to do it again. I don't want you taking Kyler Murray early. I know how exciting he is and how amazing he was for you. We're just going to find the next one, and uh, that's how we do it in this show. So hopefully the 3-3-1 and the 4-4-1 worked for you. This was an illustration to show you that it does work. That, again, someone like Ryan Tannehill, you could have taken in round 10 or 11 easily in your league. And he ended up only having 70 points less again over the course of 16 weeks. That's nothing. That's so, nothing, right? Exactly. Nothing. So overall, quarterbacks, you got to wait on them. And that's the point of the segment. All right. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. When we come back after this break, the noses. The end of the year awards by the nose. We're going to get into that. We have Biff and our, our DJ back at the Entercom Studios. That is the nose on the other side of my video camera and the other voice you hear. I am Zach. This is Zach the Nose Fantasy Football Show. Let's take a break. We got the noses coming up next. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blissin. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Best rendition of all time. 
Let it let it ride, Biff. This is Zach and the Nose. I can't even read it. I told you I'd come with that fire. No, you didn't. What? I like that. I'm surprised DMX didn't put out a full Christmas album. I would like to hear all of the Christmas songs. Uh, by DMX at that point. Uh, this is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show. I'm shocked he didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> what for Belly? He should have won from Belly. The movie Belly. He did really well on that one. Uh, by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads of Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. We are playing holiday music for you. Uh, I could not have guessed in a million guesses that Biff would have just played the DMX version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But damn glad he did. So there you go right there. The Nose is with me. Biff is back at the Intercom Studios as our DJ tonight. It is time for that once of the year, once in a year segment that we like to do. We did it on our podcast a lot. If you listen to the podcast, Zach and the Nose podcast, Zach and the Nose podcast, a couple years back. But it's time for the Noses. We the yearly awards that we like to give out here that the Nose gives out to players he loved this year, players he did not like this year. It's kind of like the sniff test, but it's basically the year in review sniff test. Nose, I'd like to start. With the first award of the evening, it is for breakout quarterbacks of the year. Give me a couple this that you saw this year that, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but maybe a guy did come out of nowhere. We'll see what happens there. Give me a couple. The first award, breakout quarterbacks. Well, it's a, to no surprise that Kyler Murray gets the nod on this one as the full-out breakout player. And we all saw it coming, but he actually did it, okay? He is the number two quarterback in all of fantasy, just simply within five points. And again, based on your, you know, your league, he might be the number one guy. But in most leagues, number two within five points of Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray was everything you wanted him to be if you drafted him. And I know you drafted him, and I know you enjoyed every second of it because there's no more entertaining player than a guy like Kyler Murray, uh, who basically was like Lamar Jr., uh, wonderful season. I expect him to be amazing moving forward. And the fun part about that is I will not be recommending you draft him next year because I think he'll be going too early. But that's, again, <laughs> another story. But absolutely breakout season for him. I'm going to give three per. So, uh, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out. And, and same concept for Josh Allen. Between Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, we're, at, we're looking at the future of the quarterback position. And the NFL right now, is smiling ear to ear because, my God, we have amazing young quarterback play. As we watch Breeze and Brady sort of sail into the horizon, and even though they're still playing some decent ball, the future is bright at this position. Josh Allen made uh, the Bills completely now relevant. They are going to make the playoffs. Stefan Diggs was amazing for him. We just discussed Cole Beasley. Josh Allen could do it with his uh, arm. He could do it with his legs and was the number three overall quarterback. And uh, last but not least, so many people are in their championships because on a whim, they decided to pick up Justin Herbert. And they picked him up, and he is the breakout rookie quarterback of the year. QB7 on the entire season because Tyrod Taylor ends up getting a punctured lung by his own doctors before the first game. This kid's a gunslinger. 
I don't want to compare him to anybody else. He's still only 22 years old. But there are people out there who are saying he could sling it like a young Marino. Now, of course, I think that's hey, blasphemy. Hey, 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 yeah, I understand. Hey, 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 hey. I understand. But his pocket presence, everything looks to be... Listen, Marino's the greatest, right, at what he did. Herbert, to even be disgusted like that his mechanics look like Marino, right. is a hell of a, hell of a compliment. So between Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert, the future is bright. Breakout quarterbacks in 2020. Perfect uh, first little award to give out there since we did quarterbacks. Why don't we move to that next position that we normally move to? Why don't you give me the award for breakout running back? Jimmy Robinson. That's right. You're smiling. You're laughing. Ear to ear. That's right. Why is that? Because somehow you got him on your team and it wasn't because of the nose, okay? Let me tell you guys, only Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook had more fantasy points than Uncle Jimmy, all right? So it's pretty safe to say to call him the breakout player of the year of all breakouts at the running back position because nobody saw this coming. I, I, I know you mentioned it a few times on the show late in your draft. You're like, okay, this guy, he, I think he's the starter. Let's just throw him out there and see what happens. Well, uh, he had uh, 1,070 yards on the ground, 49 receptions, with 334 yards in the air and a total of 10 touchdowns, and we still have two weeks left in the regular season. Simply put, he was that player that you started every week and was a rock for you. His future is bright, and if you're in a keeper league, I'm highly recommending him probably next year, especially when they get Trevor Lawrence. That team all of a sudden is looking, and I know it's Jacksonville, but Jacksonville once in, once in a long time ago had a, a Freddie T., had a, uh, an un- another Uncle Jimmy uh, Smith out there. And That's right. They were good with Keenan McCardle. That was a fun team. It's been many years, but Jacksonville is trending in a good direction, and Jimmy Robinson's a huge part of it. Next on my list, David Montgomery. Wow. What a surge he had in the second half. He started out a little slow, but right now, if you told me David Montgomery was going to be the seventh overall running back, uh, I would have told you, no way. That's not happening. Well, it's true. Top seven running back, David Montgomery. Wow. And it also goes to show you how weak the running back position is. And again, it goes back to that strategy that you need to give yourself the opportunity to have these type of players on your team and not draft the quarterbacks early. Draft those running backs, and sometimes it sticks. And it's stuck with Montgomery. Phenomenal year. And I'm giving an honorable mention to my boy JT, Jonathan Taylor. Yes, he started off slow, but he is super hot. Very uh, impressive start to his career. I expect the Colts to be a, a running team next year. Currently sitting eighth overall. The dude is eighth overall, and he had Hines there, he had Wilkins there, and a bad start, and he missed a game. So again, that's an illustration of how bad the running back position is and how that means you have to address it early. That doesn't mean you say, oh, it's so unpredictable. No, you got to give yourself the best opportunity to get these guys because it shows how ugly it is later on. So my running back breakouts, Jimmy Robinson, David Montgomery, and Jonathan Taylor. All right, let's move to the wide receiver position. I'm excited to hear about this because there's a lot of studs uh, in the wide receiver position this year. I'm excited to hear who you have here. But give me your breakout wide receiver or wide receivers of the year. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty obvious. And if you couldn't guess who it is right now, and if you're listening and you're not saying DK Metcalf, then... 
I don't know what you're smoking. It's not good enough, okay? Welcome to the elite, young man. DK Metcalf is just exactly what he is. He's a man-child. He was the fourth overall guy. The only people ahead of him uh, were DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. And then oh, those DK, three guys? Oh, oh those three? Right, only right. Them. And DK Metcalf we knew was good. But let me tell you, his average draft position was the fifth round of fantasy drafts, making him the star breakout wide receiver in the league. Uh, I mean, his best play wasn't even being a receiver. It was him chasing down uh, the, the Arizona safety. Uh, was, it Bubba, was it Buda Baker? Who was that? Yeah, Nail right, job, yeah, number 32, right. Buda Baker. He, and he could be the best as the sound clips of like, how did that happen with multiple right, right. But listen, DK Metcalf is going to be a top 15 player next year. No question about it. He deserves it as long as Russell Wilson is there. No one throws a better long ball. So if you had DK Metcalf, there's a darn good chance you're in your fantasy championships. And it goes along with this next guy. Uh, he, a super solid player in Minnesota for those last few years. But in terms of breaking out, Oh my God, Stefan Diggs, did you break out? He was a player's act that people were definitely afraid to draft. He went way too late. And, you know, at the time, maybe for the right reasons, because you didn't know what Josh Allen was going to do. You didn't know if there was going to be a rapport between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Uh, but wow, welcome to Buffalo. Uh, the dude leads the NFL right now currently with 111 receptions and only trails DeAndre Hopkins by 10 yards for the most yards in the NFL. So basically, he has the most yards and the most receptions. He went average draft in the fifth or sixth round. Uh, next year, there's a no-brainer. He's a late second-round pick or even higher because that is Josh Allen is going to throw him the ball, and there is no better route runner maybe besides DeAndre Hopkins than Stephon Diggs in the NFL. So between DK Metcalf and Stephon Diggs, Huge breakout wide receivers. But I wanted to throw out the rookie, rookie wide receiver of the year because Justin Jefferson, you deserve and moving on up, moving on up. When I recommended him for the nose pick of the year, and we played that uh, of the week, excuse me, and he played that, we played that jam. He had seven catches for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Yes, I remember that. Let me tell you, Justin Jefferson is ranked currently seventh amongst all wide receivers. Wow. Uh, 1,182 yards with two touchdowns, two games back. JJ's a star in the NFL for, for many years to come. Unbelievable. And there are people, there are leagues where he literally went undrafted, okay? They're in, in smaller leagues. Uh, so if you were able to pick him up or if you took him late on a whim, because it was clear that Adam Thielen, who had a good year, was the number one there, you still didn't know what he was going to do. And, and really, traditionally, uh, Rookie wide receivers aren't huge fantasy factors or statistical factors their rookie year. Not this guy, Zach. The LSU standout was epic. All right, so that's a good one for the wide receiver playmakers of the year, basically, the breakout wide receivers of the year. This next category, I'm guessing, is going to be easy for you. The tight end of the year. Uh, can I take a wild guess and say it's possibly a guy from Kansas City, or maybe I'm wrong? <laughs> You're so smart. Listen, I'm not going to make him the, the tight end of the year because it's top It's too obvious, right. Of course right, it is. Right. It is too obvious, but we discussed it earlier on in the show. Uh, listen, Kelsey is the elite, right? And, and he actually was worthy of a 15th to 20 pick overall, a late second, because he was just by far ahead of bet of everyone. And the tight end position was, excuse me, so horrible this year. 
horrible. But Darren Waller, you are the tight end of the year. We all know knew Waller would be a top five tight end, but the last few weeks have elevated him into an elite status. He has gotten guys from week 13 when teams in week 13 teams needed a really big week. Well, that was when he had that ridiculous monster week against the Jets, and he's just been phenomenal over the last few weeks in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so he's been the it guy right now. We discussed it earlier. Every year there's that guy who gets you fantasy championships or really helps out out of nowhere, and that's Darren Waller. Tight end of the week, of, excuse me, of the year, 93 catches, 93 catches, 953 wow. yards, an awesome season. And uh, if you have him right now, you're smiling ear to ear, and if you're going against him, you hope Coach Flo has a plan to stop him and something tells me they're going to really work on that this week. I don't care if they quadruple team him this week. Can't let him get a, get the game of his life this week against the Dolphins. All right, so let's get to the, the bad award, I guess you could say. The top five nose busts of the year. Go through them quickly. We got one more segment after this, but get them out of the way because these are going to make people throw up in their mouth, I'm guessing. I'll get this done quick. I've now learned, even though I'm in my going into my last segment, I got to be quick on this one. Listen, <laughs> we're going to exclude serious injuries, but you know, if you had Barkley or McCaffrey or Michael Thomas, nothing you could do about it. That's just a game of fantasy. You need some good luck with injuries. And with those players, I'm not calling them busts. But Lamar Jackson, you're my number one bust of the year. He went in the first round, Zach, the second round. He was the guy last year who ran in all those touchdowns. He threw them. He was the league MVP. Boom, we discussed it. Ninth best quarterback this year. Wow. It's unacceptable when you're a first or second round draft pick. Next, Ezekiel Elliott, my number two bust of the year consensus top four pick in all drafts literally all drafts he didn't go number five he went three or four and he was just really for Ezekiel Elliott awful this year 832 yards and five touchdowns on the ground just gross I know he missed last game doesn't matter that whole uh, Dallas thing went really south when Dak Prescott went down third Chris Carson was supposed to be the horse for Seattle and although he missed a game or two utter disappointment so far this year 568 yards and five touchdowns is very busty for CC. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. Yeah, I know our uh, Biff wanted me to bring him up because all of a sudden this whole TikTok thing and he's not going to be busting on any logos in the middle of the, of the field. Well, okay, I think he's the third best receiver on his team. And he went much higher uh, than he should have. He right now is just a pure letdown. He averaged 46 yards per game over the t- first 15 games. That's pretty terrible. Chris Godwin, a- another bust. Third round draft pick in almost all leagues. Uh, 623 yards and four touchdowns for a player of that level is an absolute disgrace. And last but not least, Zach Ertz was absolutely non-existent. Yes, he got hurt, but I still wanted to bring it up because he was unstartable before he got hurt. And uh, he's officially out of elite status at the tight end position. So overall, your busts are Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott, Chris Carson, uh, Juju, uh, Chris Godwin, and Zach Ertz. I got it out. You did. You did a good job there. Those those are some players that are that people are hearing their names right now and throwing up in their mouth a little bit because, like you said, with the Lamar and the Zeke, uh, we're talking about top 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 picks. We're not talking about dudes you took a chance on in the sixth round that just didn't turn out turn out great. All right, let's uh, finish things up here in our last segment. We have a lot still to get to, including the sniff test, the tight end pick of the week, and the nose pick of the week for championship week, money week of your fantasy football league. This is Zach on the Nose Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. We're back to wrap 
wrap things up for the finale of Zach and the Nose right after this. That's right. Is a fantasy football championship. Sing it, Mariah. Talk about my team, Mariah. Give it to me. Give it to me, Mariah. I just want a fantasy football championship at this point. Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show, our final segment here, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. We have an action-packed last segment here. We got about 10 minutes left before, we, uh, before we're out for the season, before it's it, before the next time you hear from us. Well, we talk cry, about. Okay. Don't cry. Don't, I don't want you to cry yet. I know that your family's coming back soon, so don't cry yet. I cannot, when you hear a whole bunch of noise in the background coming up soon, it's because Nose has sequestered himself in like the bathroom of a house to try to get away from his family, but his family is literally about to walk in any minute. Am I right? I'm famous. I'm famous. In my eyes, I'm famous for 13 more minutes. Right. So let's, you would take it easy. It's 13 minutes. That's it. All right. Let's get right to it, by the way. We do the sniff test normally in the first or second segment of the show, but we're going to get to it here for people that need that last minute edge getting into their championship week. Let's start with the quarterback position. Nose, give me a couple of quarterbacks that pass the sniff test. Very proud to give Tom Brady, the GOAT, uh, another call at Detroit in a dome. Weather is going to be great. He should have another huge game. Tampa needs to win. Playoff implications. If you have Tom Brady, I got absolutely no problem with you starting him. It's a wonderful matchup. Deshaun Watson's going to have a killer game against the Bengals at home in the dome. He's going to finish the fantasy style, season in style with at least 25 to 30 fantasy points. And last but not least... Justin Herbert at home versus the Broncos is going to have a glorious day for the rookie. The kid will stay hot. He's going to have 300-plus yards, two touchdowns. The gunslinger is going to gunsling, Zach. So those are my quarterbacks for this week. Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, quarterbacks that pass the sniff test for championship week. Let's move to the running back position. Give me a couple running backs this week that pass the sniff test. I'm going with J.D. McKissick for Washington as long as Antonio Gibson doesn't play. It's still a flip, a coin flip right now. Uh, but if he is out, I don't care who the quarterback is. They're going to rely on dumping the ball to McKissick. So if you're in a PPR league and Antonio Gibson is out and he's your flex play, I got absolutely no problem with it. Uh, we discussed it early in the show. I actually really like Gio Bernard. Last week he got 25 carries, and this week he's going against the Texans' rush defense, who's the bottom tier of the NFL. They beat Pittsburgh last week, and he ran the ball, had a huge game. It's a high-risk, high-reward play, but I think the, the, the reward will outweigh that risk, so I like Gio getting around 20 fantasy points in a PPR league. Last but not least, Miles Sanders, a player who's been definitely a hit or miss, a little busty, but he's had a few amazing runs that made him a lot more, felly, uh, I guess, relevant. I trust him in Week 16. I trust him against the Cowboys, and so should you. If you have Miles Sanders, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in your lineup. 
All right, those are the running backs that passed this week's sniff test. You got J.D. McKissick, Gio Bernard, and Miles Sanders. Let's move to wide receivers. Give me a couple wide receivers you love this week that passed the sniff test. I love Emmanuel Sanders this week with Michael Thomas out. It's going to be Sanders who's going to get the target. So on Christmas night, you know, have some eggnog and play Emmanuel Sanders if he's your best option. Last week, he had four catches for 76 yards uh, with Breeze having a very inaccurate night. This week, he's going to have over 100 yards and a touchdown. So if you need to start him, I give you my full blessing. Corey Davis, it's just not the time to bench him, Zach. I, I love him. I love him. <laughs> I can't even say it around. I love Corey Davis, and I love A.J. Brown. I love both those duos right now. Uh, Tannehill should have a very good game against Green Bay, and he's going to find Corey Davis. And we discussed him a few times on the show, Tyler Lockett versus the Rams, because I have Jalen Ramsey all over Metcalf, and I expect that Tyler Lockett ends up having eight receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. It's going to be finally his first really big game in a very long time. Manny Sanders, Corey Davis, Tyler Lockett, wide receivers for championship week that passed the sniff test. Since we had all these players that passed the sniff test, we got a whole bunch of players that fail it as well. Let's start with that quarterback position nose. Give me a couple quarterbacks that fail the sniff test. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. Just simply put, do not trust him. Do not start him in week 16. The same goes for Big Ben. Really all of a sudden not been reliable and goes against a great Colts defense, so I don't love him. And listen, Jared Goff's going against a really bad secondary. And I did recommend him this week because the other option was Mitchell Trubisky. But overall, if you uh, have Jared Goff right now, and I really hope you have a better option. Let's just say that. I don't love him this week. But again, if you have to start him, I get it. But I don't love him this week. Matt Stafford, Big Ben, and Jared Goff, quarterbacks this week for championship week that failed the sniff test. Let's move to that running back position nose. Give me a couple running backs that fail the sniff test. Don't start Todd Gurley. He's unreliable. Don't stop. Don't start James Conner if he's starting. If he does start, Benny Snell will get his, and it's just an overall not what you're doing week 16. And just for fun, because we've been doing it all year, do not start any Patriots running backs. Uh, the Patriots running backs against the Bills on Monday night. Absolutely not. Don't care if Damian Harris is out. There's not one running back I like on that team. All right, none of those Patriot running backs, Jimmy Conner and Todd Gurley running backs that failed the sniff test. The last sniff test of the season here. The wide receivers that are going to fail it for championship week. Give it to me, Nose. Zach, you see it on the notes, yes? Just give it I to do. me one last time, maybe. One uh, last time. That's right. Thank you. Nothing makes me laugh more than you give me the uh, <laughs> Listen, he's going to be going against Patrick Peterson and C.J. Beathard is his quarterback. I don't like the situation at all for uh, you. Also, Nelson Aguilar is going to be going against your boy, X Gona. Give it to you. And Flores, right. he needs to have that big touchdown to be valuable, and I just don't see it. And just because we've been hating on the Patriots so much, and I know this market loves it, no Patriots wide receivers at all. Just don't do it. All right. Nelson Aguilar, Brandon Ayuk, and the New, uh, New, uh, New England Patriots uh, wide receivers this year, all wide receivers that failed the sniff test. Let's move right to the tight end pick of the week. Lots of people are waiting for this one each week as well. Give it to me for championship week. Who's the tight end? Give me Robert Tanyan at home versus the Titans. Again, I'm not recommending Waller, and I'm not recommending uh, Kelsey, so I had to recommend somebody. And the best bet is Aaron Rodgers hitting his tight end. He should have himself a, a nice little touchdown. So if you have Tanyan, give you, I have my full blessing. Tight end of the week, Robert Tanyan. 
I love it for A.A. Ron Rogers there. All right, we have a couple minutes left. If you have a quick text that you want to send in here, send it in right now, 305-567-0560. But until then, it's time knows for the last nose pick of the week, championship week. Lots of pressure. Take a deep breath. Your family's not home yet. You can scream if you need to. Give me the championship nose pick of the week. I did not know I would get every question so far on the show about this one player, but why not? Alabama's backup quarterback for their title run last year is my nose pick of the week. In Just the give him a give him respect and put that ass on the end of that name. Jalen, oh, it hurts so good, baby. <laughs> All I can say is I recommended him over Russell Wilson this week. I have this all written down. The Cowboys are an absolute disgrace. There's no weather problems right now. He's going to have 300 yards in the air, at least 80 yards on the ground. I'm almost calling out 100 yards on the ground and three to four total touchdowns. So if you picked up Jalen, hurts so good, start him in your, in your fantasy finals. That's it. You're not being too cute. Literally, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray are are basically the only guys you should be starting ahead of him. It hurts so good, Zach, and it hurts so good to give him my last nose pick of the week. Week 16 championship. Literally a guy who was a pick him up and start him last week. Our whole mantra is don't get cute. Well, I got cute, baby. Let's do it. That's how good this one guy is. So Jalen Hurts. Nose pick of the week. That was a very good one there. Nose, I know that we waited. We were going to wait until this time to say it, but we did it. We got through it. We thought maybe six or seven weeks. We got through 19 weeks of fantasy football talk here. Big shout out to Tropical Chevrolet and the great people there for getting us back on the air this year with the fantasy show. Nose, you got 30 seconds. Thank you. You need to thank before your family gets home. I need to thank you, Zach. That's who I need to thank one person and... The uh, the tropical team knows it, but you are the reason why I am on the air. You gave me a shot many years ago to put you on a Sunday morning show or a weekend show, and we just hit it off, and you trusted me, and thank you. You put me on the air. You're the reason why we have a show. No other reason at all. So I thank you, Zach. You better win your championship. I love you. And your family to me, and uh, you know that. And your family to my wife, and I'll make it one more comment because she could probably hear it. Zach, my wife lost her virginity in your bed, and it wasn't to you. Right. That means that shows the listeners how much uh, we go back and how far we go back, and we're closest of friends. And thank you for putting me on this air. And uh, it was a hell of a year. And good luck to everyone. I hope you win your championship. And uh, I just hope you enjoyed the show. We gave it everything we got. All right, Nose, well said there, and I appreciate the love there. And we couldn't have Zach in the Nose without the Nose, so I, I give the love right back there. It would just be Zach's fantasy football show, and that would absolutely suck. Big thanks to Tropical Chevrolet. Tonight, big thanks to Biff as well. Uh, huge thanks to my man, the Nose, and like uh, he just said there, and I could uh, rehash the whole thing. Been friends and family friends for a very long time, but professionally, a couple years back, this is how this all worked out, and it's worked out great for all of us. So, for Biff, for the Nose... I am Zach. This was the finale of Zach and the Nose's Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by our very good friends at Tropical Chevrolet. Best of luck this week in your championship. To everyone out there, I never say this, to everyone out there except for one person, David Berdugo. I hope you have the worst week of fantasy your whole life this week who's playing me in the championship. Have a great night. We love you, and we'll talk to you again next year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.